what's up y'all it's your girl miracle sims and i'm getting ready to tell you all the easiest way to make your own podcast and that's with anchor by spotify friends listen all you got to do is either download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm and they have everything you need in one place you can record edit and they'll even distribute it and the best thing about it is that it's absolutely free so if you're ready to start your new journey today then go ahead and download the app or go to the website anchor.fm just like yours truly Welcome to God, Sex, and Love. It's your girl, Miracle Sims. And tonight I have a conversation with a emerging businesswoman. Her name is Krista Hayes. Uh, she's also the author of a book called Possessing Pure Gold. Uh, she's being led by God to just present the kingdom in a unique and insightful way. So if you are looking forward to this conversation, then stay tuned. Welcome back to God, Sex, and Love. I have right here Miss Krista Hayes, an author, an entrepreneur. Uh, she was just sharing her book, Possessing. Possessing Pure Gold. So how to revolutionize your career using your spiritual gifts. Yes, Eddie. How you doing, Miss Krista? Welcome to God, I Sex, and Love. I am doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm so appreciative of this opportunity. No problem, no problem. We're glad to have you here. I know um, I'm definitely more excited to hear about your book and everything like that. Um, I, I love the things that you were sharing with me earlier. Could you share a little bit with the audience? Uh, what is Possessing Pure Gold all about? Yes, yeah, so Possessing Pure Gold, it was a epiphany moment that I had um, while I was writing. So about four years ago, I would say, I had, I was starting to get my feet wet with becoming a writer. And I was like, I'm gonna try my hand at this writing a book thing. So during that, I was writing a previous book and I came across this one section of the book that it just got too big for it to be in the in the first book and for it to kind of stay. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna pull this out. So what I came across was the parable of the talents in the Bible. So some of us are familiar with the parable of the talents, but I don't think that you're going to be familiar with it with how I describe it. So with the parable of the talents in the Bible, it is found in Matthew, the 25th chapter, verses 14 through 29. And with that, you have um, five servants in this parable. Um, Their master goes on this long journey and each um, servant is given, one is given five talents, one is given two, the other is given one. 
So with each of these talents, as the servant, I mean, as the master leaves, each of these servants go forward and they do what they think is in the best interest of the master while he is gone. So the one who takes the five and the two talents, they take it, they automatically flip them and they turn them into four instead, no problem. So the servant who has the one talent, he takes that talent and he buries it in the ground. And when the master comes back, he's like, you are a wicked and evil slave like basically I hate your guts, throw him in the dungeon. I don't ever want to see his face again. That's my adding to to the Bible. That's my that's my trap version of the Bible with that. It's all good. And, so, <laughs> and so with that, I could not understand for the life of me what the master's problem was. Mm-hmm. I was like, this servant took the talent, he took the money. And some of in some of your Bible translations, it may say that it was a bag of gold, or it may say that it was a couple of gold coins that he took, and he took them and he buried it in the ground. So I was like, if he took it and he kept it safe for you, so that when you got back, you would still have it. What is the issue? Hmm. So I went to the original definition of the talent and I got out my big old, you know, Bible scholar concordance and was looking up all the Greek and the Hebrew words and stuff. Hmm. Come to find out a talent was a measurement. It was a unit of measurement. Hmm. So with the talent, um, a talent in Bible days weighed as much as a person did. And so with that, it was how they measured their wheat, their barley, their gold, their silver. It was how they bartered back and forth between one another. So a talent was a unit of measurement, just like we had um, dollars and cents and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So when you look at that, that talent that the servant buried in the backyard was roughly about 150 pounds. So in Jesus's day, so 150 pounds, you take that 150 pounds worth of gold, you take that and you bury it in the backyard. You take that same amount of gold and you throw it into today's stock market, it's roughly three and a half million dollars. If I gave you three and a half million dollars and you buried it in the backyard, I would be upset with you too. I would. And so for you to be able to think as the master that you can trust someone else with three and a half million dollars and they don't even think that they are worth even taking a chance on it, that's a problem. And I saw that that was the same problem that we are seeing today in our current um, in our current workforce and with our current job markets. That's why we have a current 53% um, dissatisfaction rate in America's workforce. It's the same problem now. Like people are burying their burying their talents in the backyard with what God has given them. Man, that right there. Look, we can just end the show right there. That's, <laughs> that's good. Like, I mean, I, you know, I definitely have heard that parable, and um, you know, I definitely heard the the two uh, ways that people can look at it in regards to it being money as well as being actual, you know, your gifts and talents that you are blessed with, and so. Uh, either way, like you, I mean, you definitely gave a different perspective of, you know, I forget, like how much talent was given, yeah. you know. Um, so I think that's that was great to to hear that perspective of it um, as well. But either way, no matter how you look at it, like whether you're looking at it as those gifts that God has given you, or if you're looking at it as a financial 
some or whatever, burying it in the sand and doing nothing with it, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't benefit anybody. You know, it doesn't benefit you, it doesn't benefit those who you're working for and, you know, and all of that. So. I think you're onto something there. You're, you're, you're onto something there, man. Oh, thank, thank you. I kind of thought so. I thought I kind of thought so for a minute too, and then I was like, Nah, nobody's gonna wonder to know about this. This is trash. You know, you have those writer moments that you'd be like, Nobody's gonna ever want to read this. Hey, man, God give you so give you things for a reason, I, and I get it too. Um, I get the struggle sometimes when like God gives you something and you're like. Damn, my sin is right. Are you sure you want me to? I've mean, definitely had like right. Well, but we gotta just step out on faith. So I commend you. Like I still got book ideas in my head. So the fact that you got a book right now is, you know, <laughs> I'm always like big up in people that are actually, you know, doing the thing versus just talking about it. So I think that that alone is is you know a blessing. So. Congratulations, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And so I definitely think with that, um, that the the setup of the book is like a is like a merging of the two ideas that you said with um people thinking that it's about money and then people thinking that it's about, you know, actual talents and whatnot. The book actually merges those two ideas together that um yeah it is about the money like god has given you like it says in deuteronomy um deuteronomy i have the hardest time saying that word Um, deuteronomy um 8 and 18 that god gives you the power to create wealth so he gives you the power to create money and i think that he gives you that power through your spiritual gifts and your spiritual talents Mm -hmm. so i think they go together yeah yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I've always been somebody that has definitely tried to go for my goals and dreams and stuff like that. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons why I, I'm that way. But, you know, I definitely have observed people that, you know, either feel like they can't do something or feel like maybe, you know, the security of staying in a job or whatever the case is, is, is better than like stepping out on faith of what God wants you to do and everything like that. Like, what what did you what would you say about that? I'm still in that struggle right now. Yeah. I, I still am. And what I am realizing is that it's not about either one. Mm-hmm. And so it is not about whether or not you stay in the job or you step out. It is all about the quality of your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So if the quality of your relationship, if you do not trust him, that what he gave you, you will be able to provide for yourself, then you're going to stay put. You're going to stay put. And to say that not everybody, um, not everybody's route is to step out and do something on their own. Like some people's route is to do it through a job. Yeah. But it is um, it is about the quality of your relationship with God for you to be able to hear what he is telling you and being able to go forward with that. Yes, for sure. I, that, beautifully said, lady. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I definitely feel like, like you said, there, there, again, not saying that everyone has to, or everyone's an entrepreneur. I definitely don't feel, I guess that that's true, but I guess, I don't know. It's just that finding that balance, like you said, like listening to God, letting him tell you okay this is the things i need to want you to do 
and then not being afraid to to do that um in spite of how it may look and everything like that i mean yes like finding that balance i think every day between also like you said having needs and wants (laughs) and like the physical things like you need to take care of and and everything um oh no did we get disconnected Welcome back. <laughs> I'm here chatting with Miss Krista Hayes. She's just dropping all these gems and everything <laughs> like that. So, Miss Krista, um, so I know we were talking about um, like entrepreneurship and things like that as well. So, I know you, you say you are an entrepreneur. Can you tell me a little bit more about your business endeavors and things? Yeah, so right now um, I am in the transitioning phase. So I have been an entrepreneur for the past six years now. Um, so I initially started my journey with healthcare IT. So I was a consultant that traveled around the country helping hospitals install. Um, electronic medical record systems for their IT departments. So with that, last year I decided that it was time to walk away. So I was being in tune with God and understanding my my chapters and my seasons. And I knew that it was time for the season to change. So during that time is when I, you know, came home and decided that it was time to get this book written after it's sitting around for so many years. So it's like, all right, so let's write this book and get it out. And then now my challenge is that I am, I want to take this message and start disseminating it through corporate America. So I know that the big taboo is, you know, faith God does not mix with corporate America. We're about to change that narrative. Hey. There we go, Miss Krista. Bring it on. They need it. Exactly. We are, we're about to change that narrative. Exactly. I love that for sure. Because definitely, um, like you were saying earlier, you said it was a rather large percent that are unhappy in their job. Right? 53%. 53% of Americans. And this was taken last year. So I'm sure like now that you've added COVID into the mix, that number has probably plummeted a little, a little more. Mm-hmm. Um but 53% of Americans are dissatisfied or highly unsatisfied with their career and with their job. And right now, you know, Christianity is the dominant religion in America, although our numbers have been falling, but right now Christianity is about 65% of Americans. So this is where I get, I become a numbers buff and all that other type of stuff. So. In September of this year, 260 million Americans went back to work. So that's the entire workforce. You take 65% of that, you roughly get 164 million. So with that 164 million are Christian that are out in the workforce right now. So 53% of that, you get around 80 million people. So. 80 million Christians are out there dissatisfied at work, unhappy, thinking about how they're going to pay their bills instead of being a great representative for Christ on the job, 
who are more concerned with office politics, with just making it day to day, getting caught up with office gossip and all that other type of stuff. And only looking out for themselves because if you're not safe, if you're not taken care of, if your bills aren't paid, then I can't focus on anybody else. And so with that, it's just basic needs that need to be taken care of and need to be met in order for you to go forward. So if we're not meeting our basic needs and we're not trusting God that he can provide for us on a day-to-day basis without having to live check to check, month to month, with that, then we can't go forward and continue to add to the kingdom in the place where we spend the majority of our waking hours. So you spend 40 out of, you know, you know, one third of the time that you spend awake, you spend at work around those that you could reach that don't like, that don't know Christ, don't love Christ, don't know who Christ is, anything like that. You spend a lot of the majority time, but if you're concentrated on trying to make um, make your needs and stuff like that, then you're not going to be focused on being able to add to the kingdom. Exactly, man. My goodness gracious, I'm like loving all the things you say right now. Because I mean, at the end of the day too, it's like, you know, we've been given this great commission to go out and make disciples and all that stuff. but you don't really see the focus on that you you're right i mean and then when you could kind of focus on it in your job like you say you know a lot of times if you're not happy in your job you're not even thinking about that at all you're just kind of like just trying to make it you know or trying to make it through your day or whatever the case is. yeah I, I totally get that and then i know you were kind of speaking earlier about um the the um not just the idea of like not liking your job but um oh goodness I, I lost my my train of thought there um because I was thinking about earlier something you said when you was first telling me about the book mm-hmm. my apologies <laughs> no, that's fine um Miss Krista, <laughs> based on your book and the things that you've, um, you know, like, I guess learned and experienced through the writing of it and everything like that, like, what do you think that we could do to, um, you know, use our spiritual gifts and our talents and not be like yeah. that, that, that bad servant that did that went and buried it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, like, I think that. You know, this is just as Krista talking, like this is just me talking. But I think that sometimes we make Christianity just a little bit too complex. And when you break it down, like there are almost all of of the spiritual gifts can be used in your career in some form or another. Like they are all like basic everyday type of um, type of gifts and talents that you have. So 
the difference, like if you go through, uh, for any of those who want to study the spiritual gifts, they are located in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. You can have, you, you have the bulk of the list right there between those two chapters. So the spiritual gifts are very simple, like the gift of serving. Um, serving is just helping people out. You know, they call it, you know, in the Christian community, they call it the gift of helps. So have the helps and stuff like that. But just being able to be there to take care of something. Um, in the book, I break down the different careers and the different industries that partner and really complement the different spiritual gifts. So like maintenance is a great um, career that, you know, it pairs well with the gift of serving. So um, also with that is you know, the gift of administration. The gift of administration is nothing but leadership. That's all that it is. And so with that, I like to say that not everybody is meant to be in the spotlight. So if you know that your gift is administration and leadership and you are supposed to be in the spotlight, great. But somebody over here has the gift of helps and the gift of serving. And they need to make sure that the spotlight is focused correctly on you. They need to make sure that the spotlight is working. They, if the bulb burns out, somebody needs to be there to change it. Mm -hmm. So with that, being able to understand and identify what your gifts are is extremely important. So in the book, I go through eight of the different spiritual gifts that I believe that you can use in your career, that you can make massive progress with, be able to take care of yourself as well as add to the kingdom. So those gifts really quickly are the gift of serving, um, the gift of administration or leadership, the gift of teaching, um, the gift of shepherding, um, also the gift of exhortation, which is basically just motivating people to a goal. Um, you also have the gift of showing mercy. So those that gift of showing mercy shows up a lot in like our social workers and whatnot. So then you also have the gift of the gift of healing. The gift of healing, like doctors, nurses, that one shows up automatically over there. And then my personal favorite, my personal favorite one is the gift of interpretation of tongues. Mm -hmm. So with that, you would think that interpretation of tongues can only be used for someone who is speaking in tongues in the middle of church and whatnot. That's not what interpretation of tongues is. It can be used in that form, but it's not relegated just to that particular type. Like tongues just means languages. So how many languages do we have? Not only just like physical languages along the earth, but being able to interpret someone from an urban city area to corporate America. That's mm -hmm. interpretation of, of tongues. Being able to make sure that those two groups can talk to each other. Um, a very class interpret interpretation of tongues can just simply be an interpreter. So yeah. like a like a um, interpreter talks to a patient about what the doctor is saying. Mm. So those are different ways that you can have interpretation of tongues and use it throughout your career is basically you just being the bridge between two different groups. That's awesome, man. I never thought of it that way, but that's really cool. Um, yeah. And I, and I think what you're saying is just so important as well. Like really figuring out what your gifts are and then like you say, working in those gifts. Cause, and at the end of the day too, I feel like, now, now you probably know now, 
sometimes we'll see a gift and be like, oh, but I want to do this gift, but really you're gifted in something else. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, your gift is still important too. Like you just said, like, you know, your gift may be the gift of lighting versus the gift of sitting in a chair, but it, both gifts are important, you know? Um, yeah. Both position, all the positions are important, especially in the body. And I, um, I was talking about it on the podcast. Um, well, I do the daily inspiration, you know, stuff like that. And it just came to me one day, which I was like, see what had happened was, I just be like, God say whatever you want to say through me. And then sometimes I'll be going back like, look, man, look, it's okay. <laughs> Yes. Um, so one day I was just on the podcast, like sometimes we're the mouth trying to be the eye, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, in the body or whatever the case is. And if you're the mouth trying to be the eyes, then how is the body going to see? Like, yeah. that, that's how important all our gifts are. And that, you know, really, really walking in, in what God is gifted us with. I think what you're saying is like, it's so important. Like a lot of us need to, to hear that. So Again, and, one, you are <laughs> and one thing that I love about the Bible is like the more that you read it as an adult, you're like, the Bible is like low key slick. The, like, the Bible really is like low key slick. Um, because in it's either in Romans 12 or in 1 Corinthians 12, what Paul says, if your gift is serving, then just serve. So basically, he's like, stay in your own lane. Like, it's okay for you to stay in your own lane. Right. And I think that so much of society, so much of the world is all about trying to put people in different lanes instead mm. of allowing them to flow in what they were naturally created to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where people get so much of this imposter syndrome and whatnot from. You can't have imposter syndrome if you know that you're doing something that comes naturally to you. Right. So with that, being able to, if your gift is teaching, just teach. That's right. what he says. He says, just teach. If your gift is leading, then lead diligently. He's like, very clear. Just do what you are supposed to do and nothing else. Yeah. So I like a lot of times we just appoint people. We'd be like, you know what? I think you would be a great doctor. Knowing the person is squeezy about blood. Like... <laughs> Right, like that's not gonna do anything. Let people stay in their lane. <laughs> exactly, I love that. Exactly. <laughs> well, friends, I mean, you know what? Okay, I know we can go on and on about this. So I don't want to be long your time, you know, and everything. Girl, like that. I could talk about this all day. So, <laughs> <laughs> is there any? If there's anything you want to make sure that people know tonight by by your appearance here on God, Sex, and Love, what would that be? I would want them to know that if you do not know what your spiritual gift is, go find out what it is. Like you will re- you will relieve yourself of so much stress, of so much of a burden by just finding out what your spiritual gift is and beginning to operate in it. Yes. And look, one way you can find out is by checking out her book. <laughs> yes. So you can definitely, you can pick up a copy of Possessing Pure Gold. Um, it is available on Amazon, um, Apple Apple Books, Google Play Books, and whatnot. Um, and then you can also visit my website. You can go to kristahayes.com slash spiritual gifts. And I actually have a free quiz that you can take there. 
for you to be able to find out what your spiritual gift is. So that is KristaHayes.com slash spiritual gifts. Very cool. Who knows? Maybe I need to go go do that. Maybe I need to go do that. Just to see what it say. You know what? We'll put that in the... um, um, part two if we if we made it enough to get the part two. Yeah, we can do that. We can definitely do that. Quick on that. That'll be cool. Well, thank you so much, Miss Krista, for joining the conversation today, for being here on God, Sex, and Love. Because your love has set me free. so much for watching God, Sex, and Love. And special shout out to Miss Krista Hayes. Thank you so much again for just dropping all those gems on us today. Friends, if you want to learn more about Miss Krista, feel free to check out KristaHayes.com. And I hope that you guys have a good night. Bye-bye. If you like what you hear, then consider supporting our podcast. Every listener that supports us for $9.99 a month will be entered into our monthly raffle for a chance to win a free gift. So become our supporter today.